It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am, I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes. Welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby, and uh, the bulk of today's show, we will be joined by Noah Gardner with On the Line on ESPN 1067, and we will chat with him in the next segment, but I want to start things off, and we've talked about this a little bit, and Noah and I, in our conversation, we kind of glance over it very briefly, but I want to spend some time, just for a few minutes, talking about what Auburn is dealing with regarding injuries so far going into spring. I don't think I've done a good job talking about that, and really, until Brian Harson took the podium on Monday, there hadn't been a whole lot of conversation about it. There had been some reports, and I just haven't done a good job of, of sharing that on this show. So I think the biggest name here, and I'm not just saying this because this is a Brandon Council podcast, but um, obviously he missed a big chunk of the season, the latter part of the season last year with a knee injury. He's, uh, he's now dealing with a shoulder injury. I knew he was out, but I thought, I thought it had to do with a um, – I thought it was the same injury. It's a different injury injury. Altogether, which is that more concerning or less concerning? I, I I don't know the answer to that, but it's worth um, it's worth mentioning. And then also just kind of the aspect of uh, Brandon Council being out. What does that mean? Who does that impact? And it's been well documented on the show and in recruiting classes and in the roster that there's guards all over Auburn's roster. There's guards all over the place, and there's plenty of depth there. And you look at it, and it's like, can you have Tayshawn Manning? Can Broderie's hand possibly be a guard? I think with these other guys that we're going to mention as far as, you know, who's going to be missing time in spring or who's going to be limited, I think their path to playing time hits a major obstacle. I just don't see a world where a healthy Brandon Council doesn't start for Auburn next year. So it's like, could this benefit Keandre Jones, a guy like that that's probably fighting for stuff behind him, a Cam Stutz, possibly? You know, some of these guys, maybe a Tate Johnson if you want to go a little younger. Um, But I think, uh, I, I don't think this one matters as much. But it may matter for quality depth. And I love Brandon Council. He's probably my favorite player on this team. Um, But... You got to you, you got to look at def, uh, different injuries. I mean, that's the thing. That's a thing, and it's not, has nothing to do with toughness. It's just uh, bad fortune in, in this case. So, uh, Brandon Council's the main guy in the wide receiver room. We've probably talked about Capers missing time more than anyone else, but uh, Shedrick Jackson's also there. Noah talks more about Shedrick Jackson in just a moment, so I won't jump too much into the receiving room, but. There's guys that are wide open. And we talked about this with Charlie Five on the podcast yesterday. How Malcolm Johnson, when you look at his, you know, his his measurables, his height and weight and his speed, it's like, man, he's got a lot of really good traits that kind of when you add them all together, it makes a really good wide receiver. And all of a sudden, you know, that's not a name that we've been talking about as the potential big three for Auburn's receiving core next year. 
I think it's um I think he's a guy to look at. And then also Elijah Canyon, to me, I think that's uh, I'm fine locking him in. I, I think he is going to be an absolute stud, an absolute player, and I think he's a Harson type player. I just I just do. Physical, big, mean. I mean, just you know, limited snaps that we got to see in the Citrus Bowl at the start of this year. He's just an aggressive receiver, and I think that is going to kind of fit what Mike Bobo and Harson want. So we'll see. We'll see what that looks like. And then the defensive backfield. Um, there's a handful of names: Marco Domio, Zion Puckett, and Amari Harvey. I I don't think these guys. Um, are extremely relevant. Zion Puckett probably had the best chance to, for playing time because I could see him possibly being one of those guys you could put in the middle of the field because that nickel position may be open, especially if you move Ladarius Tennyson to safety or the safety position could be open, even though I think that's going to be Chris Thompson Jr.'s job to lose. But that's a guy that, you know, I'm sure he's kicking himself that he's not going to be in a situation to compete for a job over the next few weeks. Marco Domio wasn't at spring last year. Remember the big storyline going into spring last year was, okay, can Nehemiah Pritchett do enough in spring to hold off Marco Domio when in reality none of us were talking about Jalen Simpson all spring, which, you know, there was no spring practice last year and no summer. We didn't talk about that. We were like, all right, is Marco Domio going to have enough time to get acclimated to the system at Auburn and to get, you know, what Kevin Steele wants to do defensively, uh, can Nehemiah Pritchett hold him off as the number two corner opposite Roger McCreary? And then it's like, oh, Jalen Simpson's a starter. <laughs> which Jalen Simpson has, has not been talked about much um, lately, which I think is um, a shame because I, I think he's got a really good chance to be the number two corner. Right now, I still think it's Pritchett, but... Jalen Simpson's not getting enough uh, attention, and uh, I, I need to do better at that. And then last guy that we know about, Desmond Tisdall. Um, he's out to limited, uh, is the way Justin Ferguson described it in the Auburn Observer newsletter. And this is another guy where it's like you love his athleticism, you love his ability to move, and when you saw him in limited action last year, you're like, okay, cool, there's something there. But there's just so many dudes he's behind. But more linebacker spots opened up, and I think they're going to play more dudes in the front seven this year. So it's like, can Tisdall prove to be a certain kind of role? And like, if he's healthy, he probably could. So Desmond Tisdall is going to be a guy to watch. You know, when can he return? How much a spring can he get? So the second day of practice is today as this comes out, and that will be, of course, um, another helmets practice. Friday, they'll get going again with a little bit more physicality, and then go back the next day, Saturday. So once again, Noah and I will jump into some of this more in depth, but I just really wanted to focus on some of those injuries just because it's important. There's a ripple effect. There's an absolute ripple effect for things like this as far as, okay, guys can't practice, and these are starters. When you look at Brandon Council and Capers, um, you know, what happens then? You're listening to Locked on Auburn. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. All right, Blue Chew. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, 
but it's in chewable form. They have chewable in all caps here. And at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combats all forms of ED and can help men gain that extra confidence for when it's time to perform. And uh, Blue Chew's tablets are, uh, of course, easy to chew, made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. No middleman. Gotta love that. And, and, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. You just gotta pay the $5 shipping fee. That is bluechew.com. Promo code LOCKEDON to receive your first month free. B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W. Bluechew.com. Uh, promo code locked on. And we've been telling you about the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar, the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Head over to builtbar.com right now or follow them on Twitter, built underscore bar. That is on Twitter, built underscore bar. And you can find out what today's matchup is, participate in it. Because I know at this point, you've tried most of them, right? Right? No? Oh, you need to go to their website and order some. And uh, you can get 15% off your next order if you use promo code LOCKED15. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. We're now joined by Noah Garner, host of On the Line on ESPN 106.7. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, Zach. How are you? I'm good. Former intern Jaws is here as well. You haven't been on the pod in a minute. You okay? It's been a while. I just wanted to come by and just tell you that I miss you, and I just wanted to just say hi. Uh, Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah, you came into work today, and I'm like, do you still work here? I haven't seen you in two weeks. I "I haven't seen you in a week. I thought you just disappeared. Yeah, like moved to Ohio or something. I don't know. I don't know. All right, so day two of spring happening Right now, we got a lot of news on uh, on Monday, and we're recording this Tuesday. Um, but anything that has stood out to you so far, Noah, uh, during during this whole process, Brian Hartson's press conferences are super long, and this isn't <laughs> you yeah. know this isn't an abnormality. It seems like pretty much every press conference he's had has been about thirty minutes, which in comparison to that, I feel like the the norm for for Gus Malzahn was fifteen minutes. And I say that not as a joke. He gave a lot of information on Monday. Now he was asked a lot of questions and, and it, it went and he gives lengthy answers though. It's not Gus Malzahn's, you know, thirty second to minute long answer. He's given like on average two to three minutes per question and, and a wealth of information. And I think there's some coach speak sprinkled in there, but I also think he's given legitimate information Do you think the that sticks around? I, I think that will change over the like once we get into the season. I don't know. I talked about this on my show on Monday about our you know, because I'm enamored every time I hear the guy speak. It Do you love me, him? I I think he's amazing. Do you think he's handsome? <laughs> he is a good looking guy. I agree. And uh it makes me want to run through a wall when I hear him talk because he's a tough guy. Right. And he talks with vision, and you could see the confidence in his eyes, and he and he talks with certainty. He makes you believe in what he's talking about up there at the podium, and that that should be exciting for Auburn fans. That that should be exciting, honestly, for the players. I can only imagine what he's like on the football field uh, around his guys inside his environment and not at a podium. Mm-hmm. But to answer your question about do I think it'll change, I talked about this on my show on Monday because we said, it, it, are, are, are we just enamored with the guy because he's different, because it's it's new, because we never saw Gus Malzahn act like this, because we Good never question. saw Gus Malzahn talk like this. We also haven't we haven't seen him coach through a season yet so we haven't been able to call you know we haven't been able to call him on you know inaccuracies or or just like 
his version of coach speak in comparison to what Malzahn's was because Malzahn would say the same things every year and we'd be like uh-huh sure you know because you know throughout time we had been burned by it mm-hmm. we haven't been able to see Harson yet coach throughout a season so we can't we can't see if we've been burned yet but I can say this right now he's he's speaking with a vision and confidence and certainty and that's exciting I 100% agree with, with, with everything I can't imagine getting like yelled at by that dude in practice <laughs> I imagine he has the ability to make these massive human beings feel super small he definitely he's a tough guy there were many things in his press conference that lended a hand to that like he was asked uh, I think JG Tate asked this asked where they'd be practicing and he said they'd be he's an outside practice I love this answer yeah and it felt like Gus was an indoor practice guy. It, it, well, Gus was just so paranoid. It's like, what if somebody's watching us? People can see us if we go outside. <laughs> There's giant like, edges yeah, but, around the facility. But Harson is old school. You know, he's like, it's going to be harder if we practice outside. So let's practice outside. Exactly, and that and that's why I love the fact that they're that they're going to be practicing outside a lot of the time. Something else he said, they're going to be practicing on the same field. Of course, sometimes. You know, there will be based on certain drills or certain things that you got to do. People will separate and go to different portions of their practice facility. But when it's 11 on 11, when they're out there practicing, they're all going to be on the same field. And I like that from a culture standpoint because it's not offense over here. It's not defense over here. It's not special teams over here. It's everybody together and and focusing on the unit rather than the individual portions of the team. I think so. And, And he's done such a good job of mixing guys up putting uh, people in groups that they wouldn't normally be in. Your guards are with your safeties. Your kickers are with your wide receivers. And that's awesome from a culture standpoint and from a team holistic view. I love that. Uh, I, I 100% agree. I, I got the impression that will change once the season starts with because you don't really need a scout team right now because there's no right. one to you know try to emulate on the other side of the football right now. So well, he did say early on they were going to be together. And then yeah. that would change. So he did mention that in his press sure. conference. So I think that's exciting. It's still early. They're still practicing with helmets on and all of that good stuff. Is there somebody that you're kind of keeping an eye on as far as, you know, what people are saying about him? Well, first, I think it's important to note who's out because Harson did give a long, or it seemed long to me, of an injury list. And I liked how open he was about this. Guys that are listed as out, Brandon Council, he specifically said that he'd be looking to get him back. Uh, at full strength sometime in the summer you know heading into fall and everything which this is a Brandon Council podcast there you go I yeah. was I was super sad to hear that Shedrick Jackson is out because I, feel I like love he's that always guy. been out man yeah. I, I hate that for him and, and every year I'm like this is his year right Marco Domeo Zion Puckett and Savion Capers all listed as out now he did say that some of these guys might be able to participate in some things on the side yeah but not really participating in practice and then Amari Harvey and Desmond Tisdall listed as limited those guys will be able to participate in some things in practice, some things not, but he he did separate those guys from the guys who were out. He went on to list five players that he said did step up during winter workouts. Oh, and Papo and Jacoby McClain were the first out of his mouth. I think those are two guys to watch to answer your question. Mm-hmm. It sticks out to me that the linebackers were the first ones out of the offensive guy's mouth. I mean, this, this is an offensive coach. And the first two players that came out of his mouth, whether that's subconscious, that he's a calculated guy. That that this is not something that just accidentally happened. Those obviously were the guys that impressed him the most if they were the first people to come to mind. And and I, I agree that he's very calculated. That's why I love the AU strength account on Twitter, mm-hmm. because he's publicly saying 
hey, these are two guys, one on offense, one on defense, that worked extremely hard this week, and they deserve praise. I, I think that's awesome. He then, right after those guys, said Bo Nix. <laughs> he, he just and, and he talked about the pecking order of the quarterback position. He actually called it a pecking order, not a depth chart. Mm-hmm. But he said Bo Nix was at the top of the pecking order, right? Which we knew. Yeah. We knew that. But it was just like, is he going to come in and say, hey, it's wide open? And I guess not. What was shocking was Grant Lloyd was second. So we talked about quarterback depth. Why chart. is that so shocking to everybody? Yeah, I just felt like Demetrius Davis would have a would have a better opportunity than the guy who's really shown nothing throughout his collegiate career, right? It's like I, I felt, and I know that's harsh, but I felt like. But he he's would, shown more as a college athlete than Demetrius Davis has so but far. When you want to, when that's fair, that is a fair point. I just feel like you would have wanted to at least see what you have in the freshman, and, and maybe they that will. I, I firmly believe that they will see that. Yeah. Uh, but at this point of. The season and all that—it's like I don't think I want Davis as the backup quarterback sure. right now. And that's that is completely a fair point based on experience and just having been in college for four or five years for Loy. And then the other two players that he mentioned, Tank Bigsby, of course. I don't know how you can't mention Tank Bigsby and all his magnificence. And then uh, Tayshawn Manning was a shocking name that I did not expect to hear because I thought Tayshawn Manning would be one of the offensive linemen to possibly find themselves fighting for one of their spots. I mean, a lot of these offensive linemen right. are, but I, I felt like he was one of the guys who might be moved to a backup position with the new offensive line and Keandre Jones possibly stepping in. I mean, Brandon Council played uh, guard as well. There's not enough guard spots for as many guys that are trying to step in, and Jones is a guy who could take his spot. I was shocked to see that Tayshawn Manning was one of his guys that he said stepped up in winter workouts. Yeah, and I thought Tayshawn Manning was pretty bad last year when it's all said and done I think he had moments and had games but as a whole it's like when he played against somebody that was a good player a good SEC defensive player he got beat consistently consistently but you know going back to you know publicly saying hey these guys are doing a good job Tayshaun Manning was either the second or the third person listed for you know Ironman of the week Mm -hmm. and so it's like maybe Tayshaun Manning is getting after it something else to note here He's still learning these guys' names. Let's just be honest. There's a reason why there's tape on players' helmets with their names. Uh, he's still learning these guys. You think he was referring to like um, like Kobe Hudson and accidentally said like Brandon Council? You think, well, I, you think or, there's a chance? Definitely not. But there was <laughs> earlier, I, I think it was with Coffee. he said Brandon and then switched it to Brendan, right? And it's like when you're looking at when you're looking at Harsher right now and he's 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 still learning this team, he's still getting familiar with this team. Sure. It's obvious that those players right there, like it means more to me that he said those players' names just because I know he's still learning the roster and mm-hmm. he hasn't been able to spend a lot of time with them. So it means something to me that he's like, Oh, Tayshawn Manning came to my mind. Maybe that means something, maybe it doesn't. But we know the offensive line's going to we know the offensive line's going to rotate in and out players. He said that. He said that about the defensive line. There's just honestly not enough time for us to talk about the wealth of information and legitimate information that he gave in that press conference. Yeah, so moving forward, I mean, what are you expecting to hear? Like, what are realistic expectations for what we can hear going into day two of practice later today? And then I don't think you're going to hear anything until maybe you hear something Friday because they can then put shoulder pads on and get a little bit more physical and and, and Saturday as well. But I like... I, I just think you're going to kind of be limited until that actually happens. 100%. And you're going to be enamored with videos, minute-long videos that Auburn Football's Twitter account is going to put out. Of Give guys it to me. Just, of guys just you know, saying stuff into the, into the camera. And they're going to put content out 
and whatnot, you know, to, to tide you over videos, pictures and everything that's going to get people excited, but you're not going to know. I mean, and really, do you really know a whole lot about these guys until you strap it up and you, and you start making contact and you still, and you start hitting each other? No, you don't. You don't. Right. And, and Harson doesn't know. That was something else that I took away from this conference. There, there were a lot of themes of this press conference, things that he hit on multiple times and something that he would oftentimes refer back to or fall back on when somebody would ask him a specific question. He says, look, guys, I just don't know them yet. I haven't, I haven't been around them on the field yet. I'm still learning about them. And, and I honestly believe that he is going to make, make the best game plan to fit this team's strengths rather than be as rigid as his predecessor mm-hmm. because that's what he said and, and specifically asked about the tight end position. He said he doesn't know until he sees them play. He's going about their specific skills. He says there's a lot of versatility, that it's a deep room, but he wants to see them on the field before he figures out how he's going to use the tight end group. And I think that that is true for pretty much all of his position groups. Noah Gardner, host of On the Line. Where can people find you and hear you, buddy? People can find me on On the Line on ESPN 106.7 and on Fox Sports Central Alabama from 2 to 4 p.m. every weekday. And also find the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Find me on Twitter at Point Gardner. Former intern Jaws. Follow me on Twitter at intern Jaws. Love it. Absolutely love it. Today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but NBA, college basketball, the NHL, they're in full swing. And speaking of swing, uh, baseball will be here before you know it, professional baseball. Anyway, BetOnline even covers awards TV shows and reality TV. And of course, they have you covered for March Madness. It's the best place to bet. You feel like you're in the game. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit is use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Use promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Final few minutes. This will be a quick final segment here. want to give a shout out to Auburn Baseball They defeat Lipscomb, largely due to Tyler Miller. He hit two of Auburn's four home runs in the Tuesday night contest against Lipscomb. And Richard Fitz pitched two scoreless innings to earn the first save of the year for the Tigers. Auburn is now 11-5 as they won 9-7. And, of course, now they go into SEC play and they will take on Ole Miss. And I think the big story here is how great Miller looked. And how the bullpen, it's still its still figuring itself out. But, you know, the glass half full way to look at this is it's a midweek college baseball game. And a lot of people approach this. A lot of people who know baseball way more than me will say that midweek games don't matter. But they take on Ole Miss and Oxford. And it's worth noting that Oxford, or Ole Miss rather, they were dealing with some, um, some COVID issues issues and I think that is something worth monitoring so just wanted to put that out there and apparently one of the folks that was um involved in like the contact tracing was one of their relief pitchers so we'll see what that looks like um yeah we'll see what that looks like for sure and then 
the last thing I want to talk about, a, lim- a little uh, women's basketball here. Unique Thompson had a, you know, a great career at Auburn. She, um, she posted this long thing on, I guess this is her Twitter. Yeah, this is her Twitter. And um, talked about growing up in Theodore, Alabama, made her way to the plane. She loved it. And then um, her last thing is she said, I went into my senior year with the motto, The Last Shade. This was the last season I'll get to apply my shades of lipstick at Auburn Arena. I thought to myself, this can't be the end. I love this game. I love the court. I love my gift, talent, and every ability that I've been blessed with. So instead of celebrating my last shade, I've chosen to apply a new coat. I will be declaring for the 2021 WNBA draft. I'll be playing the same game. Just on a different court, creating a new shade, War Eagle. May the shades continue unique. So, uh, great for her. That'll be fun to see how she represents Auburn at the next level. And, of course, we'll be closely monitoring who, um, who Auburn will hire as their next Auburn women's basketball coach. So, obviously, over the next few weeks, we're going to have plenty of things to talk about with spring practice and all that. We kind of got to wait until... I think Friday and Saturday. Monday show is going to be awesome because we're going to have Friday practice to talk about and Saturday practice to talk about. I hope. I hope. It seems like those notes always seem to creep out. And um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to hearing what comes out of it, what rumors, what speculation, and who looked good and who did not. I I think we're going to finally get a a dose of that on, uh, on Monday, and that'll propel us through the next few weeks. But let me know what else you want to hear. You're going to hear a lot of list episodes. And if you want to go ahead and nominate a few top 10 lists, that's what Pappas and I did a ton of last week or last year, rather, during that very extended COVID time. Do you want to talk about the NCAA tournament? I think that's kind of depressing because we're not in it. Um, And then how much NBA draft stuff do I need to do? Assuming Cooper goes pro, assuming we get that announcement at some point. Um, how much of that do you guys want? Let me know. Join the Discord. I'll put the link to join the Discord in the episode description or just reach out to me on social media. So you can find me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn. On Instagram at, uh, at Auburn Podcast. Also on TikTok. The TikTok. We're cool. That's what the kids say. Uh, just search Locked on Auburn. We're there. So, All right. Another one in the books, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked on College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.